Hello, welcome to another exciting episode of Bevelations, Cocktails, and Conversations with Philly's Most Fabulous. This is Bev. Hello, we are back with another fabulous episode. But before we get to that, just some fun things to announce. I am coming off of a very busy, exciting weekend. Uh, if you're following me on social media at It's Bev Bitch on Instagram or uh, on my Facebook page, Drew Bev Gaver, you have seen that I was a busy, busy gal this weekend, including performing uh, at the Raven in New Hope. I did jump into the pool in full drag, which was hilarious and fun and is something that I've always wanted to do since watching videos of Queens working uh, on Fire Island. And it was a fabulous, uh, fun day. Thank you to previous guest Alex Ortiz for that opportunity. Uh, I did then have to turn around and get back in drag for um, Sunday night's amateur drag night. So I'm a a tired lady, but still committed to churning out these episodes for you on the schedule that I said I would. So I have another fabulous episode for you. This week's guest is none other than Miss Crystal Electra, who you may recognize her uh, by her boy persona, Tommy, upstairs behind the bar at Tavern on Kamak or performing all over. So sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode with Miss Crystal Electra. Today we are joined by Crystal Electra. Crystal Electra has been in the Philly drag scene for the past 15 years and in that time has traveled and performed all over the area. She is a two-time Miss Bob and Barbara's, which is the longest running drag show in Philadelphia and a Miss Tavern on Kamak. She is also known as the Senator of the Philly Drag Mafia, which is run by Brittany Lynn and has also been a member of the Miss Fancy Brigade for the Mummers Parade for the past six years. Hi, Crystal. Hi. You've been doing drag for 15 years. I have. And you're only 17. I know. You started so young. (laughs) Imagine. <laughs> How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm good. We're both sitting here just uh, bemoaning about how we're two old ladies that mm-hmm. are exhausted from the weekend. So, um, working girls. <laughs> working girls. So, um, with all my guests, I always say let's start at the very beginning, a very good place to start. Where are you from? I am born and raised in Philadelphia. I grew up in Northeast Philly. Northeast, okay. Specifically, Mayfair. Okay. I'm sure that'll mean something to someone. It will. <laughs> <laughs> Where did you go to school? I went to a Northeast Catholic High School for boys. Mm. Mm-hmm. They seem to breed homosexuals Any there. fun stories about that? Not really. Not really? No, I mean, I was a theater queen in high school, so yeah. um, I just pretty much stuck to the, the other theater queens. Yeah. Uh, any college? Uh, I went two years at Temple. Mm-hmm. Uh, for for theater and directing, mm-hmm. um, and then I uh, had to go to work. So yeah, yeah. So um, once you left school, what did you like? Where what were you doing before drag entered the the picture? Uh, well, I moved to Center City um, in nineteen ninety nine. Okay. Um, with an ex of mine. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I basically just started working in the bar and restaurant industry as soon as I moved into Center City, Mm -hmm. uh, which is what I've been doing ever since. Yes, you may recognize the voice, but maybe not the name. You can normally find Miss Crystal's boy persona behind the bar uh, at... Tavern on Kamak. Tavern on Kamak. And I just celebrated my 14th anniversary there. They they started so young there. We started at age three. (laughs) My God. (laughs) 
That's fun. Well, we're going to get to, I, I want the, like the last segment of this to be first, bitching about things from drag and then bitching about things from, oh, perfect. from dealing with like a lifetime of perfect. drunk people in bars. That sounds great. So um, when did you first, first uh, start drag? Um, well, about 15 years ago, mm-hmm. and it sort of happened by accident, I tell people. Was she always Crystal Electra? No. My original drag name, which was given to me by my first drag mother, Salada T. <laughs> Previous guest, right. Salada T. My, available on iTunes. Bing. My original drag name was Crystal Light T. <laughs> That's cute. Right. Um, so I started doing drag sort of by accident. Oh. I say that only because... Um, the very first encounter I had with drag was uh, Faressa the Electric Woman, mm-hmm. uh, who was very, very big back in the day. Um, she was doing a charity show at Tavern on Kamak, mm-hmm. and I hadn't, I hadn't started working there yet, mm-hmm. but she needed another backup dancer because okay. one, of her, one of her dancers backed out, yada, yada. So I stepped in as her backup dancer. And this was at what bar? Tavern. Tavern, Tavern on okay. Kamak. Um, and I did that as a boy, which was great. I mean, because I'd always been on stage doing theater and dance and whatever. Right. And then a few weeks later, a friend of mine who worked at the Venture Inn mm-hmm. under the original owner. That, which is now Bar X for those who yes. are under a rock and have no idea. Or at least is Bar X as of the time of this recording. As of this moment, yes. <laughs> Who's to say in these trying times? I mean, by the end of this podcast, it could be something completely, <laughs> completely different. <laughs> they already don't allow dancing. They pretty soon may not allow breathing. Right. You or can just whisper alcohol. in there. Um, so my friend that used to work at the venture in they, every year they would do this big drag show for their anniversary party. Mm -hmm. So he came over to me one night, we're sitting at, uh, at U bar, which was formerly known as uncles and we're sitting there cocktailing. And he says this thing, I need you to do this anniversary show for me. (laughs) And I was like in drag. And I, the thought had never even crossed my mind before that. So I was like, Sure. And then the next morning I woke up and I was like, oh my God, what did I just I get? agreed to do drag. What did I just get myself yeah. into? So every, we, we did it and it was a great time. My very first drag song ever was Dirty by Christina Aguilera. Okay, perfect. And everybody was like, okay, we see it, okay. And then <clears throat> shortly after that, my best friend's father was diagnosed with MS. Mm-hmm. So we started doing all sorts of charity events and fundraisers for right. MS. So her idea was to do a drag show. And um, we still do it to this day. It's called Tommy's Girls. Not because my name is Tommy, but because her father's name was Tommy. Um, So that was my second experience doing drag. And I had literally no idea what I was doing as far as like hair, makeup, anything. So Salada T grabbed me in the dressing room. I'm our, sure she did. Our first... Our, Hi, God! Right. Honey. <laughs> our first show, our first Tommy's Girls ever, was at uh, Key West, which is no longer it's, in it is Philadelphia. Kind of, it's kind of where Frankie Bradley's is now, right? Around the corner. Around yeah. the corner, okay. That was so, my time. Um, Salada grabs me and throws me into a chair, and she said, at least put on big lashes. <laughs> So she put my first pair of big lashes on me, and she said, there you go, I'm your drag mother. <laughs> and then as time went on, I started to do if more. If you know Salada T, you can, ima- you can picture this You can happening, totally a picture happening, this happening. Uh, yes. And then Faressa, the electric woman, mm-hmm. her and I started working together at Tavern, and she sort of adopted me as her daughter as well. Mm-hmm. 
So I have two drag mothers. Okay. And then, um, so she started teaching me more about makeup and costuming and things like that. Right. And then um, my dear friend Joe Black, who used to work with me at Tavern on Kamak, mm-hmm. also adopted me as his daughter. So I have three drag mothers. Does she do drag as well? He used to, yes. Okay. Uh, his his drag name is Ginger Breadman. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay, 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 okay. Um, and when when I first met him, he used to he used to style all the queens from New Hope back in the day. Okay. <clears throat> so he had a surplus of things, and I remember he showed up at Tavern on Kamak one day with just three huge shopping bags and threw them at me. He goes, "This will get you started." <laughs> oh, that's good. That's <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. So, um, and then you mentioned Bob and Barbara's in your bio. So, how long have you been? I have, I have been at Bob and, and talk about Bob and Barbara's because we haven't really yeah. had anybody on the podcast yet that's really been as actively involved with them as you are. I have been at Bob and Barbara's probably about eight years now. Mm-hmm. Um, Brittany Lynn was the one who got me in there mm-hmm. first because I had started working with her and the Philly Drag Mafia. And she said, you know what? Let's get you into Bob and Barbara's. <clears throat> and I had known all of the girls, like mm-hmm. Lisa Lisa is our hostess. So Bob and Barbara's is the longest running drag show in Philadelphia. Yes, it's been running for 25 years. And it's, all, it's always on Thursdays, but mm-hmm. it's just Thursdays, right? Just Thursdays. Just Thursdays at uh, Bob and Barbara's. It's always busy. It's always uh, an interesting mix. It's very interesting. <laughs> it's like... Um, but it's such a fun time. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you've been there. You've been oh, there many absolutely. times. And it's a great time. Absolutely. It's 9,000 degrees in there <laughs> at any given time degrees. of the year. Miss Lisa runs a tight, tight ship. Yes, Miss <laughs> Lisa Lisa. And it's probably one of the few drag shows in Philadelphia that consistently starts on time. That is true. That is very true. You because know. she does not, she, if she's ready, that overture starts. Which I appreciate. I appreciate it as well. Um, but so Brittany Lynn got me in there. Mm. She said, you know, you know Crystal. Let's let's get her in there. And back then, it used to be uh, the first time that you performed at Bob and Barbara's was more like your audition, right? To see, you know, if you could hold the crowd or if people were going to come and see you, that kind of thing. And um, my first night there, as soon as my first number was over, Lisa said, "Well, welcome to Bob and Barbara's." Oh, yeah. Do you remember what you did? I did pink. Because that's my that's, that's your main lady. My main lady. Um, I do her all over the place, um, and everybody was just like, "Oh wow, okay." So yeah, and then um, I continued. You know, I'm, I'm obviously still there. Mm-hmm. Started doing once a month, and then it came time for pageant. So she convinced me in 2012 to run for Miss Bob and Barbara's. The only other pageant I had ever done in my life was Miss America when Sandy Beach brought it back the -hmm. first year after like a six year hiatus. Mm -hmm. And I didn't place for that pageant, which is fine. Uh, So Bob and Barbara's was my second pageant that I ever did. And Alexis Cartier, for those of you who don't know Alexis Cartier, is a fantastic seamstress in Philadelphia. She used to sew for all the queens. She said, let me help you. We will get this, pack- <coughs> we will get this package together. Mm-hmm. And I won. Yeah. So that was 2012. And then a few years later, you know, we had other queens. 
come along. I love that you're using hand gestures for an audio I podcast. Know. I talk with my hands a lot, and I'm not even Italian, I swear. So a couple queens have come and gone, and the, the one queen that we had crowned shortly after was moving to Florida for oh, okay. a new job. Mm-hmm. So we didn't have a, a reigning Miss Bob and Barbara's. So I was there one night just hanging out, not doing the show, and Lisa announced to the crowd that the reigning Miss Bob and Barbara's was in the audience. <laughs> and you're looking around. I, I'm literally looking around the room, and my friend that was with me at the time said, she's talking about you. So it was a nice surprise. So she just Aww. appointed she appointed me for the second reign, Aww. which I'm the first one. Did you get a second crown? I did. Damn right. I demanded it, actually. <laughs> I was going to say, you're going to make me do this shit? I want a fucking crown. Um, but I was the only queen ever to do two reigns two. there. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So I always, with when I do these, I always like, I'm like, I always try to talk about the first time I either saw my guest or would like work together. And I remember the first time I ever went out to a drag show in Philadelphia was right after Luke and I moved here and we went to Tavern on a Sunday night when you all were doing Show Us Your Tunes. Yes. <laughs> it was you, Brittany Lynn, and She Who Shall Not Be Named. <laughs> She's a four. She's always for those who listen to the podcast. It's always um, uh, she who shall not be named, but then we name her anyway, Miss Diana Darling. Yes, if we say it three times, she's going to exactly. appear at the door. She'll appear exactly, just like Beetlejuice. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that was my first. Uh, that was my very first drag show, and that was way. I mean, I had started doing Bev a little bit in Baltimore, but that was way before I did anything here. Um, but yeah, you guys, you like, you guys only did that like a couple times, right? Well, we that show ran for about. Um, I think it ran for just a little over a year. And it was kind of just like a little like pop-up thing it during was, show yeah, tunes, right? Yeah, it, yeah. Was, it was a once-a-month thing, um, and it was back when, and those of you that are listening um, that go to Tavern on Kamak now and see show tunes Sundays, what it is now, yeah. it was nothing like that before. Oh, really? It's like, n- like back then, there was room for us to do a show oh, there. Oh, yeah, now you can Now you just can't, it's unless just, you stand on someone's shoulders. Right. You're just, there's just drunk girls that have been out since 11 o'clock in the yeah. morning that, oh my that God. need to go home. Right. Yeah. Um, and funny enough, I do believe that um, Show Us Your Tunes was one of um, Aida Snatchwell Stratton's very first shows. Oh, my goodness. Yes. Yeah. I've tried to have her on this podcast a few times. <laughs> well, she too is a busy gal. She's a busy gal on the go. So you also mentioned in your bio the uh, Mummers Parade. Yes. Which I've had the pleasure of of experiencing with you a few times. Yes. And uh, I like... Talk, I, talk, about, talk about that experience. Well, it started um, with Brittany Lynn. Brittany Lynn created the brigade, right. and she worked very closely with the Mummers. Uh, the first year, she handpicked the girls uh, to march... And then um, the second year, um, a couple of people in the community, we won't name names. <laughs> uh, but rhymes with them. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they thought that it would be more fair for each sponsor bar to run a pageant. Mm-hmm. Um, so the Miss Fancy Brigade is made up of a queen from each sponsor bar in the neighborhood. So mm-hmm. Tavern on Kamak. Taboo, Woody's, Eye Candy. Yeah, yeah. Everybody had everybody, you know, had a had a queen. So we did a pageant at Tavern on Kamak for that, and 
there were like three other contestants that night, and I don't really remember the other two, but it was me and the artist formerly known as Mrs. P. <laughs> but she was competing for another bar. So, um, so I won that, and later that night, I said to my boss, Stephen, I said, well, I said, that makes me Miss Tavern on Kamak, so I think I need a crown. that I should have a crown. <laughs> and he rolled his eyes at me, and he said, whatever, Mary. And then three weeks later, I had a giant I was going to say, I'm like, that bitch has more money crown. than Jesus. He can get you a fucking crown. I had a giant crown, and we had a whole coronation ceremony, and it was, oh, it was very fun. But the Mummers Parade is, um, it's an amazing experience, as you know. Yes, it's... Um, it, you know, it's... <laughs> It's, it's either, a test of endurance. It's, uh, yes. Um, I, and I like to tell people that you and I only work together in extreme, <laughs> extreme, extreme weather conditions. Yep. So this past yep. year when we marched, oh God. it was literally zero degrees. Like negative 10 with fucking wind chill yes. factor. And, and so I didn't do it last year, but I was like, I got to like watch the parade and then I went out drinking. And the previous year, you all were Disney princesses. Yes. So you're all wearing your hoop skirts. Like everyone's lifting up their hoop skirts to sweatpants. show their like sweatpants and Ugg boots. Yeah. I'm like this. So I get, I get asked to do it as Miss Taboo this year. And, uh, and I'm like, oh, sweet. I'll get to wear something cute and fun. Nope. Fucking leotards, fucking we, superheroes. We leotards. were all in, we were all in cat suits in zero degree <laughs> oh weather. Oh my god, it was so bad. And also because it was New Year's morning, and I was actually off for the first time in like yeah. twelve years for New Year's Eve. As you know, we all we spent New Year's Eve together at uh, a party. We hung over as shit in the morning. Oh really? Like I was <laughs> like. And then the call, once the hypothermia set in, oh though, we God. were fine. Oh, once, once you just accepted the fact that you weren't going to be able to feel your feet anymore, you were just like, okay. Yeah. But, was, it, you know, it, when all is said and done, like, we complain about it in the morning because it's usually cold, except yeah. for the year that we were the Disney princesses, and it was almost like 60 degrees. <laughs> which, you know, global warming is exactly. not a thing, people. Right. Uh, um, no, it was fun. It's fun to talk about now. It was, yes. it was fun. Like that day we were just like, are you fucking kidding me? Yes. You, and every time we would have to stop and we would be like in the shadow of a building or like something. Shivering. Like shivering. Come the fuck on. I rem- I just remember aloe vera shivering the entire time. Fucking Nivea. Like I have Nivea on in the next couple of weeks. I'm here. So Nivea Shea showing up in a party, like masquerade, Supergirl costume, her breastplate. No gloves, no thermal underwear, a pair like tights on and the, and boots. I'm like, what the fuck are you doing? I had gone out, I'd gotten one of those like Under Armour thermal things. Mm-hmm. I went everywhere looking for like those hand warmers, but everyone was out of them. So I ended up getting those like arthritis sticky heat pads <laughs> that like you stick on your back. And I bought like two boxes of them and I just yeah. had them like randomly like stuck all over well, my see, body. And that still didn't I, fucking help. I was lucky enough to find the hand, the, the hand warmers. So I had them in my bra. I had them in my hip pads. Yeah. I had them everywhere that they and could. And it still po- made not a no. fucking good. <laughs> I had them everywhere they could possibly go. Yep. Uh, but good times. It it was such a great it's such a great time and it's gotten so much bigger. Like the first year, we started marching at Broad in Washington and mm-hmm. marched to City Hall. I remember. S- they've since changed the Switched route. The route, yeah. Um, but I remember the first year that we did it. We were I, we were a little nervous about it because the Mummers are very very traditional and set in their ways, yeah. and this was something so new to them 
as well as the people that go and see this parade every year. Right. But the reception that we got was so amazing. Like, just all the way down Broad Street, people were just screaming and cheering for us. And it was just such a great experience. Yeah. Yeah, no, it was, it's always fun. It's just that the day of, you're just like, here we go. Yeah. <laughs> Shoot out of the cannon and oh, yeah. here you go. And, like, every year, except for this past year and the year before, I had to work the night before, so I didn't sleep. Because I don't get home until 3.30 in the morning. Just, and then you just fucking die. Right. The next, like, three days. Mm. Yeah. So, um, you talked uh, that about your, your, your uh, day job. Not day job, but, like, your, your normal your My normal job, job yes. Uh, so, talk to us. Tell us some fun stories from behind the bar. <laughs> at, uh, <laughs> they can be... Uh, bitching well, about people, funny things that have happened, honey. the type of people that you hate. There are uh, so many. <laughs> so, so many. Just like when I had Cherry Pop on here, I made her tell a uh, flight attendant story. Oh, my God. Well, they're, I mean, they're actually kind of similar. Yeah. You know, because, listen, I get it. We're there to do a job, but, you know, you need to be a little patient with us. And, like, first of all, have your money ready. Yeah. Like, Know what you want when you get up there, blah, blah, blah. Um, last week, for instance. <laughs> I'm like, come on, get, get to specifics. Baby. Last week, this guy comes up, and he's like, now, mind you if, you, if any of you out there have ever been to Tavern on Kamak on Friday and Saturday night, which Bev has many times. How dare you? You cannot even get near the bar. It's yeah. crazy busy. Yeah. If it's busy enough, they're, gonna, they're like rationing people to go upstairs. Yes. Yeah. So, guy comes up. And he says, I'll have a beer. And I said, well, which one? We have more than one. <laughs> and he said, any beer, I don't care. So closest one to me is Miller Lite. So I reach around and I pull it out and pop it open. He goes, oh, no, no, not that one. I said, I slammed. You said anyone. Right. I slammed it down in front of him and I said, run now. Get away from my <laughs> Or the bachelorette parties that come uh, in. But do you, I, I guess you guys still get, you don't, I feel like at Tavern you don't get that as much as we, like. Not nearly as much as, as, like Woody's, as or Woody's or eye candy. Oh, yeah. God. But. Still. There was a period a few years ago where we were getting like one to two per night on a Friday and Saturday night. Mm -hmm. And this, the one that sticks out in my head because there were like 30 of them. And I was like, first of all, how many people are in your wedding party? Because that's a lot. <laughs> right. Um, they walked up literally as soon as we opened the floor at 9 o'clock. And my bar partner, Michael Raz, at, Michael Raz is a legend. Yeah, at everyone, if, you, if, you know, if you go to Tavern, you know who Raz is. Um, you can't understand a word he says, <laughs> but you get his tone and you know. And you get, you, a, you get a cup of alcohol with the suggestion of a mixer. A whisper of mixer. <laughs> so... These girls came barreling up the steps, and they're already woohooing, and it's 9.05, and they have their sashes and veils and penis straws. I was say, dick, dick and all that. Yeah. And they burst through the door, and the bride-to-be was like, I'm getting married. Like, already wasted. And Michael Rass just turns around and says, we don't care. <laughs> <laughs> so needless to say... 
<laughs> those ladies didn't stick around for very long. Didn't stay very long. They, I don't think they felt very welcome. They probably just ran up the street to Woody's. It's uh-huh. fine. It's fine. Yeah, that's. I mean, I made a Facebook post last week about um, just like just the behavior of like typically a drunk. Sh- it's typically the drunk. I'm not going to say straight women because drunk women. Drunk women. Yes. At dr- at drag shows or in gay spaces like we could probably have a whole fucking hour-long conversation just oh, yeah. about that but like i did a show i did a brunch it was a christmas brunch where i was dressed like my elf on the shelf mm-hmm. and this drunk woman was brought up on stage because she brought like a special package and all she wanted to do was figure out where my dick went mm-hmm. and instead of dancing along to the song we were supposed to be dancing with I had to do like the thing you do like to a bully where you put your hand on their <laughs> forehead and they try to like swing at yeah, you yeah. because she all she was wanted to do was grab my crotch and this is at like one o'clock in the afternoon on uh-huh. a Saturday I'm like what the fuck is wrong with you yeah I just can't understand the mentality of like I are, I get that you're like excited to be in a place that you've probably never been before mm. but like oh my god yeah, yeah. or are they are they want to grab your tits and oh, see yeah. what they're made out of. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or, or your butt. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm like, it's fucking couch cushions. Right. Go home, cut up your love seat. Yeah. Yeah. I, you know, and, like, bartending and drag are sort of the same thing because, you know, you're constantly dealing with people and they're in your face right. and you have Varying to, levels of sobriety. Right, and you, you literally just have to turn on the charm and continue to do your job. Right. You know, you're being paid to do this job, so right. you have to do it. Right, right, right. Um, but I have literally, I have danced people right off the stage during a number, <laughs> mm-hmm. like, like my palm on their forehead, yeah. dancing them right off, and you never miss a beat of the song, and then the audience just... And that is one thing, and people even said it on my Facebook status, that is one thing that Miss Lisa Lisa runs a tight fucking ship at yeah, Bob and does. Barbara's. There is no touching the performers, there no. is no dancing with the performers, you do not even get fucking close, there mm-hmm. is a bouncer on each side of the stage. Yes. I do appreciate that. And she, I, it does, it takes a lot for her to get angry during a show because she's so professional and she just keeps right. it going. <coughs> but <clears throat> drunk women one night, yep. <clears throat> uh, they were just, they were so rowdy, which I get it. You're at a bar. We're not in a library. Right, exactly. You can laugh and carry on and have right. a great time. It is the home of the fucking citywide special. Right. <laughs> so, you know, it reeks of PBR and Jim Beam. Yeah. And... These girls were just so rowdy and out of control, like literally jumping onto the stage at every single person. Yeah. Um, in the middle of some Queen song, Lisa just grabbed the mic and said, all of you, get out. And the entire room stopped and everybody in the room, including the performer on stage, turned and looked at them. <laughs> I love it. It was genius. I love it. It was genius. Yeah. Like, I have all these numbers. Um, or like, I have, like, my tip me number that, like, gets people mm-hmm. to tip. I just made one that's, like, an Instagram follower number. I literally am going to be, like, make one that's, like, these are the rules of the drag show. Uh-huh. Like, this is what you're going to do. This is what you're not going to do. Just so it's, like, okay, it's a joke. But, like, these are actually the fucking rules. And also, because don't touch so our hair. God, uh, God please. No. <coughs> Don't touch my hair. Don't touch my costumes. We can hug. We can blah, 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 blah. Hug my shoulders. Right. Hug my shoulders. That's all you need to do. We don't need to get that close. But like, don't Tr- stick your Trixie hand. Trixie Mattel literally has a dress now that she uses for her new show that says, don't touch me. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> I think that should be the universal drag I, uniform. Seriously, Don't I touch like, me. I'm like, who made that? And I want one. So, um, we're all caught up to the present pretty much. You do have, you have your monthly show at Taboo. Yes, it's called the Senator's Cabinet. Uh, be, it's called the So, Sen- talk about, so what, what makes, so is that just, what, what, I mean, we all know what Drag Mafia is. Brittany has been on right. here before. But, like, what t- where did you, the title of the senator? So, the senator, the, the, the term the senator came from, uh, one night, Brittany Lynn and I were coming back from Allentown. We were doing a gig at the Stonewall, Stonewall. with mm-hmm. Carol Ann, Carol Ann. <coughs> oh, I love her. I love her, too. And I decided not to get out of drag, to ride home. For whatever reason. Okay. I think because I was going to Voyeur. Because, you know, it was, you know, back when we were in our younger days, we used to run to (laughs) Voyeur for everything. Right. Um, So I was (laughs) sitting in the back of the car with, you know, this little dress on and my my pashmina wrap around me. (laughs) And Brittany Lynn is up front with whoever drove us at that point. I don't even remember. It was so far back. And she goes, look at the congresswoman back here. (laughs) Like we're driving her back from a campaign trail. <laughs> what was that movie with Shirley MacLaine, Mrs. Winterborn? Yes, where she's the senator's <laughs> wife. I'm a, Mrs. Peacock. I'm the senator's wife. So that is how that's how this that's how the name the senator came into play. I always wondered that. Um, yeah. But so you have your monthly show, and it's you and it Vanessa is Sterling. it's me and Vanessa Sterling and a newer girl to the scene who we love. Mm-hmm. Uh, her name is Ava Gina Beach. Um, her original name was Ava Gina, which is a great name. Yeah. And then um, Anastasia Beach mm-hmm. and Sandy Beach adopted her into their family. Their so she added the beach name. Um, and she's a really sweet little gal. She's, a, you know, a cute little tap dancer. Oh, she's how cute. She's built like a sip straw and she's 12 and we hate her <laughs> for that. like a sip straw. I've never heard that term before. That's good. <laughs> That's good. No, yeah, I had a pleasure of being a guest in that a couple months ago as a last-minute fill-in. So, yes. Yeah. Um, so, all right, so we're caught up to the present, so now we're going to play 20 questions, which usually ends up being four or five. Okay. What is uh, your best drag memory? Um, hmm. I think one of, the, one of my best drag memories was the very first time I ever performed on the main stage for Outfest. Okay. Which you have done many yeah, times. That's, a, that's and a good one to have. It's just like the adrenaline that you get mm-hmm. from that crowd out there is just amazing. And it's always it's not normally like a crowd that would see you right. in the bars. Yeah. It's 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 so many people and it's you know, younger kids and like people with, with small kids, which is great. Right. Um, but the very first time for that I did that <coughs> with with Drag Mafia. What song did you do? Um I believe it was, I know it was a Pink song. Oh, okay. Because that's, you know, she's my go-to gal. Mm-hmm. But. It was you in your hand. No, I'm just kidding. That no, wasn't. Right, because that's very, <laughs> that's very family appropriate. <clears throat> just kidding. Um, but I remember there was a group, like, right in front of the stage, and they had this little, like, two- or three-year-old baby with them. And the baby was just, like, waving and Aww. like waving at everyone that came on stage and then he like they put him onto the stage and he just kind of crawled across it mm-hmm. so I incorporated that into my number and I picked him up and carried him around the stage <laughs> and it was adorable I would have held him up like Simba at the end yes. of the line <laughs> but you know there's really nothing like 
doing oh, yeah. doing Outfest. Yeah. Uh, and it's Outfest for those who are either maybe not listening in Philly. So we have the we're lucky here in Philly that in addition to Pride. Uh, which doesn't really occur much in the neighborhood beyond the parade starting here. The actual festival is in another part of the city, whereas Outfest, which coincides with the weekend, I think it's the weekend after coming out day? It's the second second Sunday in October. Okay. Um, We have a huge festival here in the actual neighborhood where it's local performers Mm -hmm. and all the bars usually have girls or musicians Mm -hmm. or dancers, local organizations, and it's much more... No offense to anyone involved with Philly Pride, but it's it seems much more community right. inclusive as opposed to going down to wherever the fuck it is. Penn's Landing. Penn's Landing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, and seeing a bunch of out-of-town people that you've right, that never knows. heard of before. Right. Yeah. But, no, yeah, that is definitely a good one to have. On the opposite end of the spectrum, what's your most embarrassing or worst um, drag memory? So... <laughs> I was booked for a bachelorette party. So we're going to go back to this bachelorette <laughs> thing. Um, we, I was booked through the Philly Drag Mafia website. And they contacted the website and they asked for a girl for a bachelorette party. So Brittany Lynn wasn't able to do it. So she referred me. And it was like, a, like an early, like early evening on a Saturday. And mm-hmm. I said, well... I have to charge them more, I said, because I'm going to have to go right to work from there. Right. So they accepted the price, and then the the bridesmaid that was organizing this whole thing wrote back to Brittany Lynn and said, okay, um, this is great, we're all a go, but I just want you to know that this is the bride's second marriage. Her first husband passed away from cancer. So... The queen that's coming is not to mention cancer at all. It's not even to come up. <laughs> so <laughs> I swear to God, I swear to God. Okay. So Brittany Lynn calls me and says, okay, so here's the thing and tells me. And she, she then said, and thank God it's you and not me. Because hearing that, I would immediately walk in and say, cancer for everyone. <laughs> so I get there, and I'm mindful of that. Like, not th- like you said, right. not that it's going to come up in everyday conversation. Uh-huh. So I get to the venue, and it turns out that it is a dinner party Perfect. for 12 people. <laughs> so they're literally sitting at this long table eating <laughs> dinner. While you're just dancing around. And there I am. So then, I, you know, I ended up sitting with them for a while. And the worst part about this gig, not only was that it was just like a quiet little dinner party and there's me in full regalia in the middle of the room being awkward. But when I sat down with them, all those bitches talked about was how he passed away from cancer. And what was was the bride okay with that? Or she was the one that started it. Oh, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. <laughs> my bad. other I, my other worst gig was uh, we had a gig up in Northern Liberties at a place called Wino. Great little restaurant, wine bar, obviously. Mm-hmm. Um, they booked us for a Sunday night, which back then Northern Liberties was just becoming a thing. Mm-hmm. Back then, so. 
it was sort of like in the middle of nowhere. I happened to have lived up there at the time, um, but it wasn't as trendy as it is now. Right. So not everybody knew about it. And it was Super Bowl Sunday, and it was pouring torrentially. <laughs> so Brittany Lynn and I were like, nobody's going to leave the neighborhood to come and see us. Right. So um. we're just praying for the locals in that neighborhood to show up. So maybe four or five people showed up for the show, which, as you know, like when when there's a small, small crowd at a drag show, you as a queen have to work even harder. Right. So you're even more exhausted afterwards. Right. And you know you're not going to make shit money anymore right. for all, your, all of your efforts. So the, uh, the manager comes over to us and says, um, I don't think we have enough money to pay you, but you're welcome to take home the pans of baked ziti that are on the buffet. So you got paid in pasta. <laughs> well, they tried to pay it. We took the pasta. Don't, don't get me wrong. Uh-huh. But they tried to pay us with Big ZD, and Brittany Lynn said, no, ma'am, you right. better open that safe or open that cash register right. or we'll do it ourselves. Right. But yes, we were, we were almost paid with just Big ZD. That's funny. Um, since we're only at 35 minutes, I can tell a little story that okay. this is not, but I'm, gonna, I'm not going to use any names, but I'm going to see if after the, after <laughs> the recording's done, you can guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good friend of mine was booked to do a show uh, in uh, New York a little while back that was going to be uh, a benefit for someone that had recently passed away for her memorial fund. Mm. But they had promised all of these performers who were all traveling from either the Philly area or from elsewhere to come do this show a lot of money mm. uh, at this bar. And they didn't end up making nearly as much money as they thought. So they paid the queens. They still paid the queens. They paid them less than what they had initially been quoted, but they had to pay the last queen out of the memorial fund that the uh, had been raised for this person who had recently died. <laughs> Ouch. And the promoter of the event is not someone whom I particularly care for. So uh, just hearing the fact that, that that's how her event went didn't mm-hmm. make me um, giggle a little bit. Well, you know, I, it, it's funny because you and I, I, we've dealt with all sorts of promoters. Yeah. and yeah, yeah, yeah. The good, the bad, the you ugly. You know, the good, the bad, and the ugly. And, you know, when, when the bad and the ugly, you know, like when karma just comes back at them, it, mm-hmm. you know you can't help but sit back and just, you know, enjoy it, yeah. you know? Yeah. So, um, I was going to tell another story. What the fuck was it? Oh, with your cancer thing, it reminded me. <laughs> I did a, um, I did a, a bachelorette gig thing at Eye Candy a couple months ago. And my always thing is like, uh, who's drinking? The more you drink, the better we look. Mm-hmm. There was only like maybe like 30 girls in the crowd that night. And like 15 of them were all in one party. And they're all just drinking either they're either drinking bottles of water or cups of water. Mm. Like you can just tell. I'm like, why aren't we drinking? And the one girl's like, um, we're in recovery. Oh. I was like, well, bitch, you're in a bar. So why the <laughs> fuck did you come to a fucking bar? I was like, I didn't know how to respond. I was like, uh, cocaine for everybody. Right. It's good. <laughs> that's good willpower, though. So I had I was I was hosting, but I had not handled the music. We had Iris Spector in this show that night doing her pink 
illusion. Mm-hmm. Um, three guesses as to what song by Pink she was doing that normally would go over like gangbusters for a bridal part for a bachelorette party, but raise your glass. <laughs> Oh so my god. She starts raise your glass and I'm like oh, half the crowd is a, is a fucking recovering drug addict alcoholic. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm sure they because lightened up a little bit. They I'm sure fun, be, got, because yeah. I respect her such a professional. Yeah, like yeah. she handled it really well, I'm yeah. sure. Yeah, it was just funny. It was like, oh, I didn't think that far ahead. <laughs> See, I would have just started raising water bottles. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's basically what she did, was just made a joke out of it, but that was made me laugh. So um, what, uh, we, we already did worst uh, drag, so what advice do you have as a seasoned queen, do you have for maybe a new girl who might be listening and want to uh, to break out into the scene? Um, so I have, I have a few bits of advice for them. Uh, first of all, you know, like, wherever, wherever it is that, you, that, you're, that you're at, that you're listening to this from, Go and support as many local drag shows as you possibly can. Make friends with the girls. Tip the girls. Make make yourself known to the hostess of every show. And you know as as much as you can. You know nobody can go (coughs) to every drag show. Right. But you know go and support your local queens. Um, Be happy to take any sort of constructive criticism from them. You know, because if they're trying to help you, then take their advice right. because they, obviously they're telling you something because they've been through it right. themselves. Right. And, you know, lastly, like, just stay humble and always be thankful. Right. Yeah. You know, because there's always there's always new queens coming up. And, you know, if you're if you're not humble and thankful, then yeah. you see them come, you see them, you go. see them go. Yeah. yeah. Um, what is your biggest pet peeve, uh, either of an audience or of other performers as a, as a, a seasoned performer? Um, Performance-wise, uh, not being prepared, um, being late. Mm. <laughs> Clear, concise to the point. <laughs> um, I I don't I don't appreciate a lazy queen, and by lazy I mean like. Like, oh, I'm just going to throw on, like, a T-shirt and, you know, a, an unbrushed wig and, right, right, right. you know, just not put any effort into it. Like, yeah. that really annoys me. Like, put eff- this is your job. Yeah. You're being paid to do a job. Put some effort into it. Right. Yeah, you wouldn't show up to a normal job dressed like that. Right. Audience-wise, um, it, it goes back to what we said before. Like, just be respectful of us. We're doing a job. Right. We're entertaining you. Be yeah. respectful of us. Don't. Don't jump on stage. Don't grab at us. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. Don't be an asshole. And finally, the most important question, what do you like about me? (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. You don't have to answer. I always end with that and just wait and see what people say. They're like, um, uh, I like your wigs. Well, I do like your wigs, but I will say that um, I think that your numbers are always really, really creative Mm -hmm. and... Your costumes are well put together. You're just, you're very prepared and ready for every event that you do. Well, I appreciate that we have gotten to be closer friends. Yeah, absolutely. we didn't start off 
because of she who shall not be named. <laughs> she who shall not be named. I was kind of tainted in the very beginning. To, well, she uh, tried. She tried to do that with everyone. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But but now, luckily, I, you got out alive. Yeah, I, t- <laughs> I did with only a few with only a few bite marks. Right. So, um, where can what what promote? This is promote your shit. This will come out. We're recording this on Monday night. This will come out on Wednesday. So, anything you want to let the kids know about? Because you do brunch. You have your show. Yeah, we uh, we actually t- we have our we have our brunch at Bourbon and Branch up in Northern Liberties. It's second in Fairmount, but we took August off because oh, okay. it's it's right before Labor Day weekend. Oh yeah, we're doing the so, same thing with my little You know, we're gonna let we're gonna let the gays make sure that the, you know they can go to Rehoboth. Go to the beach the, one more time. They can go to Rehoboth <laughs> for that last weekend. That last um, hurrah! But I'm just trying to pull up the date so That's I can okay. find it. Um, She's a lady of a certain age. She's got to pull up her reading glasses on. So August 23rd is the Miss Bob and Barbara's pageant. Oh, fun. Right. And uh, Siani Lopez is the reigning, and she'll be giving up her crown. Um, We have some fantastic contestants for that, so look for that. Um, Senator's Cabinet at Taboo is August 29th, which is a Wednesday, and that is no cover. Uh, and it's one of the last ones before the before the big the taboo big move, move. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, which is also really exciting for the neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. So, my dear, I think that's it. All right, it was oh. a pleasure. Thank you for coming over. Thank you. I will see you soon. All right. Bye. Yes, that was our episode with the fabulous Miss Crystal Electra. Thank you all for tuning in each and every episode. If you are not subscribing, go ahead and hit that subscribe button on iTunes or Google Play Music, however you are listening to this fun little podcast. If you would like to maybe tip a lady to help keep the podcast going, I've been listening to all these podcasts and they have digital chip tip jar or Venmo. If you love the podcast, you want to maybe give me a dollar or two towards it to help keep things going here at the Bevelations. You can find me on Venmo at Bev Philly Drag. That's will be a fun little thing. I will give you a shout out on air on the next episode. Um, some fun, exciting things coming up. I just had my last uh, Bev's Bitch Fest uh, a few last weekend at Taboo. This month, I'm producing the return of the Miss Boxed Wine pageant, which will be on the 24th at Taboo. In September, my final Bitch Fest at the Old Taboo will be the return of the Real Housewives of Bev's Bitch Fest. We have a brand new Real Housewives themed show for you. And coming very soon, hopefully by the time the next episode of this podcast comes out, I will have tickets on sale for Hocus Pocus, my all-lip-synced, fully-staged, all-drag production of Hocus Pocus at the new Taboo, which is now currently eye candy, but will soon be the new Taboo on Saturday, October 20th. Pay no attention to my laundry in the dryer in the background. Hit that subscribe button. Give me some coins on Venmo and I will see you kids next time. Bye.